Dove Faith Cafe. Real stories by real people. Welcome to Dove Faith Cafe. I'm Jordan. And for this very special bonus episode, we have a story from my co-host, Marie. Marie tells a narrative about exploration and about asking questions that we're sometimes not ready to get the answer to. But Marie also reminds us that sometimes the things that God asks of us are far greater gifts than what we ourselves can ask for. So grab your fizzy water with a fresh squeeze of lime, sit back, and enjoy Marie's story. And as always, thanks for listening. In 2004, my young daughter and I walked into St. Paul's Episcopal Church for the first time, and my life has never been the same. I had been raised in another denomination, and I found that I was constantly banging my head against the walls of their doctrine. I challenged the rules and the version of God they promoted, and I just didn't fit in. What I realized much later was that I was longing for God, but I wasn't finding God where my church led me. When our children were very young, I had had enough. I wanted to find a church, a denomination that would fit me better. Some place where I could love God without all the anger that seemed to rise up in me. This was 2004, and I had heard that the Episcopal Church was a welcoming place. I decided to give it a try. From the moment that I walked into St. Paul's, I knew I was home. The people were overly friendly, which freaked me out a little bit, but I was willing to stick it out and see what it was all about. My husband was intrigued and came with me the second Sunday and the Sunday after that and after that. And we began attending regularly and brought our two young children with us. The priest, Father Ben Jones, and his gifted wife, Carolyn, who was also a priest, were warm and welcoming. They encouraged us to join in adult formation classes between services. I was interested to know what else I could possibly learn about the Bible. I'd experienced nine years of a religious education plus a religious college. What else was there to learn about the Bible? And my husband was interested in showing me that he was trying. I think he was there because I was, and he felt like he should too. Our six-year-old daughter and our infant son were in Sunday school. Ben and Carolyn showed us and the rest of our classmates through their teaching that God is longing to have a relationship with us. This was new to me and it really stretched me. I began praying in a new way just by talking to God instead of reciting well-known prayers with longing in my heart. And I really liked it. One day, Ben gave us students a challenge. It's a good idea, he said, to ask God from time to time to point out any areas of our lives that we might need to work on, any areas that might not be pleasing to God. This week, I'd like you all to do that when you pray and see what happens. I gave it about a split second of thought and decided, no, I'm good. No, nothing needs to change. I'm good. I resolved, though, to to try anyway. So I did. Throughout that week in my prayers, I asked God to do that. Is there anything, God, that you'd like me to work on? Any area of my life that needs improvement? Immediately, each time I prayed that, an idea came to mind that I needed to stop drinking alcohol. 
I shoot it right away and said, yes, yes, yes. But anything else? I will definitely address that at some point. But is there anything else I need to work on? Nothing else came to mind. Now, I would not have considered myself an alcoholic, but I was on my way. My drink of choice was red wine, but I was moving into harder alcohol. My habit was to have two glasses of wine as I was making dinner. It was my favorite time of day and I relaxed, listened to the news and made dinner as I drank wine. It soon became a habit and if we ran out, I drank vodka. I made sure we always had one or the other in the house. Now I was well aware of my family history and knew that I was playing with fire but I wasn't really interested in doing anything about it anytime soon. I was enjoying myself. I began to notice though, that my six-year-old daughter was watching me and I didn't like that one bit. At the end of that week, a friend of mine was celebrating her birthday and invited a group of women friends to her house to celebrate with her. I went and had a great time. We laughed and ate and drank all evening long. When the others were leaving, I realized I had had too much to drink to drive home, but I was too embarrassed to admit it. I was also too ashamed to call my husband to come pick me up. So I lingered and lingered, trying to sober up. I'm sure she asked if I was okay to drive, and I'm sure I assured her I was. I was just having too much fun to leave. Finally, she kicked out those of us who were left and said she had to get up early the next morning. That was when I did the thing that brought me to my lowest moment. I drove home. It was only about a mile, driven at about 15 miles per hour, but it was the most harrowing mile I'd ever driven. Somehow, by God's grace, I made it home without passing any other cars or people without passing any police. No one was hurt. No property was damaged. I am sick with shame to know that I did that and what could have happened, but I did. I have to own that horrible thing. When I arrived home, I crawled into bed and fell asleep. Sometime in the night, I woke up and thought about that prayer. Is there anything you'd like me to work on, God? I felt like God was figuratively grabbing me by the lapels and saying, This! Work on this! At that moment, I wept. I begged God's forgiveness. I thanked God for getting me home safely. I promised God that from that moment forward, I would never drink alcohol again. I fell back asleep in tears. When I woke up the next morning, the miracles began. I woke to the sound of my husband and kids um, playing in the living room. They were making forts out of the couch cushions. I remembered my promise to God as I went to the living room to join them. As I sat on the couch without any cushions and smiled on this tranquility, this, this beautiful scene in front of me, it dawned on me that I didn't have a hangover. I had never not had a hangover after drinking that much. How was that possible? But I didn't. That may seem like a small thing, but if you've not experienced a hangover, let me tell you, it is like a particularly nasty flu. 
I felt fine. I'm better than fine. I was able to enjoy watching my family play and laughed at their antics. That was the second miracle. I laughed. The depression I'd had in immediately lifted. How is that possible? I had struggled with severe postpartum depression for a few years after my daughter was born. And in the seven months since my son's birth, it persisted, but it was gone. I giggled and watched them play as I marveled at these miracles raining down on me. I was speechless with wonder and joy. And the next miracle came a few moments later in the mail. We had been struggling financially since we'd opened our, our own business several years before. As any small business owner can tell you, the first few years are not for the faint of heart. We were in a bad patch as a result of slow business and poor home financial practices. We didn't know how we were going to pay the bills that month. As I was watching my husband and kids play, the mail came. I retrieved it and opened one envelope to find an unexpected check that would end our financial worries that month. Hallelujah! I thanked God for the blessings and the miracles God worked in our lives that day. I had made a small gesture of faith by promising God to change one part of my life. God bowled me over with miracles and blessings that were a far greater gift than the small sacrifice I was making. A sacrifice, by the way, that was only going to help me, not keep me from something good. Since that day, I've not had one drop of alcohol, not even communion wine. I never experienced withdrawal symptoms. What was hard was changing my habits, and in some cases, my friends. Instead of wine while making dinner, I drank fizzy water with lime. Instead of drinks with friends, we'd go on walks or bike rides. Relaxing after dinner with my husband no longer meant a drink. It meant talking, laughing, walks, playing with the kids. What's not hard is honoring my promise to God. Once that happened, once I asked God to show me what I could change and really listened and committed to it, God showed up in a big way. That was a watershed moment. Once that happened, the door opened and the miracles kept on coming. If you have a faith story you'd like to tell, go to our website at dovefaithcafe.org to find out how you can share your story.